I'm Jasmine Moradi, and you're listening to the Queens of Tech podcast, a podcast series about raising the voice of workplace champions. 60 plus questions in around 30 minutes with women, non-binary and transgender influencers about their journey into STEM, science, technology, engineering and mathematics. I started the Queens of Tech podcast initiative in May 2022 because I would like to retain more women, non-binary and transgenders in the tech industry. Talent is out there, but our work environment needs to improve for all to feel safer, stay authentic and to be valued for our contributions. My vision is to raise the workplace ecosystem for all in the tech industry by killing the imposter syndrome, stopping bad behavior and increasing equity opportunities. Each podcast talk is built around 60 plus questions regarding upbringing, education, career path, DEIB, and future advice. My mission is to bridge the gap between schools and workplaces by getting to the heart of my guests' personal life and career journey to inspire other girls, women, non-binary, and transgenders to unleash their full potential to reach top leadership roles in the tech industry. My goal is to raise the voice of tech champions around the world and together with companies, investors, and politicians, raise the challenges and opportunities around equity, inclusive diversity, and belonging in our workplaces. Enough is enough. I would like to enforce companies to build a sustainable, inclusive culture, to retain diverse talent, so we keep the workplace power equity to continue building future diverse and inclusive products. Your voice matters. In this episode, I'm very excited to welcome my guest, Tech Queen Jasmine Tagesson, CEO and founder of Hormona. Hi, how are you? I am good. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so happy to have you here joining us in Stockholm. And you know what? You're the first one I've met in my life that has the same name as me. Yeah, with the same spelling. Yes, and you're here because you've been nominated by your sister, Linnea Gustafsson, that I work with. Very exciting. And it's such a pleasure to be able to record this live here in the studio in the central of Stockholm. So now, let us dive into your journey. Hope you're ready for the quiz of Tech 60 plus questions. Let's do it. Let's warm up with a few fun facts about you. How would you describe your personality in three hashtags? Um, positive happy and strong. How would you describe your life in three sentences? Oh, wow. My life is very fast-paced. So I think my life is very hectic, moving between different cities, but very exciting. I'm working, you know, on something super interesting. And there's a whole host of challenges, but doing something you're really passionate about is kind of what sums up my life. What kind of music stimulates and motivates you the most? I listen to everything. I'm one of those typical people I'm super commercial. So I don't think I have a particular type of music that stimulates me. What is your personal motto? If it was easy, anyone would do it. What is your favorite book? I mostly read to relax. So I don't really have a one book. I go through probably two books a week. I listen to them. I read them. So that's like my way of switching off and just kind of calming myself down. So I can't pick one. What is your favorite podcast? Um, I listen to my books. Mac or PC? Mac. Say something interesting about you that most people don't know. I had lived in five different countries by the time I was 24. What is your hidden talent? I don't think I have one. If you were going to write a book about your life, what would the title be? 
the exciting adventures of a 30-something female entrepreneur. Great start, Jasmine. Now, let us dig deeper. Our childhood has an effect on our adulthood. Our early experiences shape our belief about ourselves, others, and the world. Now, I want to discover your childhood. Where did you grow up? I grew up in a small town called Engelholm in Sweden. What was your dream job as a child? I wanted to be a shoe designer. I've always loved creative things and beautiful things. What was your favorite subject in school? I don't think I have a favorite subject. I just like learning. So I think I just enjoyed school in general. I was quite a good student. What was your least favorite subject? Physics. What is your earliest memory of technology and the arrival of the internet? When you had to like call up to use the broadband and like the signal that went off um, and then no one being able to use the phone. Which were the three first technology gadgets you owned? First one was a mobile phone for sure. And then I think a computer and probably maybe an iPod. Who was your favorite non-binary or transgender role model growing up and why? So I was a horse girl growing up. So I think my role model was a writer called Marlene Bayard. She still is a great writer. But I think being around horses has really shaped, you know, my work ethics, how I tackle challenges, I'm very scared of things. So I think my early role models were all in the horse world. How do you think where you grew up and the school you went to and the generation you come from influence education and career choice? A lot. I think I've always felt that the world is my oyster. You know, growing up and then moving to major cities around the world has always kind of shown me that the sky is the only limit. And you know, coming from my generation, I was very encouraged. Parents and, you know, no limitations really as to what I can do. Now, I'm going to read two quotes. First one, how does the universe expect me to choose a career path at 16? I can't even choose what I want for dinner. Second, Abraham Lincoln said, I quote, the best way to predict your future is to create it. So Jasmine, I want to know the choices behind your career path. Where and what did you study at university? Well, I'm just going to say, those two quotes, I think I'm like the mix of both of them. They're great because they're both so true. But I studied business and finance at a French university called Grenoble École de Management. I did two years in London and one year in France. Who and what influenced you to get into your choice of field? Kind of comes back to this. I think it's really hard to know what you want to do long term when you're very young. So my philosophy has always been to keep my doors open and go as broad as because I feel like school and university is just a way of showing someone that you have the ability to learn. It's not necessarily what you learn in that field. Don't get me wrong. If you study to become a doctor and, or something else, there's very specific skills that you need. But in my case, it was very much about just getting life experience, understanding what I can do. And in the meantime, keeping all doors open. What professional roles have you had before that led you to start your own company? Me and my co-founder in Hormona, we've had our fair share of failed businesses before this one. So right after university, I went into startups and then a bit of a break where I was a creative director for a luxury consumer brand in London. Now I'm obviously back in the startup world for the last three years or so, driving and running Hormona. So what does Hormona do? So at Hormona, we are reinventing hormone health through AI home testing. So really helping to improve the lives of women all over the world. Amazing. And then what is your title and what is your main responsibilities? Um, so I am one of the co-founders and I'm also the COO. I mainly head up our hardware side. We invented a specific test that means that you can test your hormones from home. So that's a lot of what I do. I also run a lot of our content side. Um, as a founder, there is just a million different things on my table at any one time. Why did you start the company? It was actually my co-founder Carolina's idea. She 
had her own issues with hormone health. And that time when she first started to experience all of that, we were flatmates in London. So I kind of got to see it all firsthand as a friend, not really knowing how I could help because I didn't know anything about my hormones. So a couple of years later, when she finally got diagnosed, then, you know, she's an entrepreneur as well has always been. She was like, I need to do something about this. And I was like, I 100% I'm coming on board with this. Like it's female health. It's about empowerment and quality. It's got all the ingredients that I want to work with. So it was no doubts about me jumping on that one. You said earlier that you wear different hats. So what does a typical workday look like for you? They're all very different. Um, I kind of go between Stockholm and London. But like I said, I run a lot of the hardware side, the content side, making sure that everything's medically reviewed and useful to our users. But again, as a founder, I also do anything from legals, HR, regulatory, you, you name it. And I'm sure like I've got a finger in it. I love to quote, choose a job you love and you will never have to work a day in your life. So Jasmine, what do you love about your role? Oh, that's another great quote. I love everything about it. I get to do so many different things and I get to learn so many new things every day. I think that's my favorite thing. It's just like nonstop learning. But it's also the amazing people that I work with. We built an amazing team and I'm just so passionate and proud of what we're building. What is the best experience you've had in your role so far? Any examples? I think that's building our team. Building a team is hard, but I love our team. They really are so great and I, we couldn't do it without them. And being an entrepreneur, there's a lot of challenges. So Jasmine, what is the biggest challenge you've encountered so far and how did you tackle it? Fundraising, unfortunately, as a female founder, building a product that's only for women is so tough. But I really do have the best co-founder and friend who just doesn't take no for an answer. And we got there in the end, but we're going to start fundraising again shortly. And so, you know, who knows if we'll overcome that issue a second time. What do you wish everybody understood about your role? Probably that there is a lot of small things that gets done that no one sees. You know, you just don't see a lot of the things that goes on in the background when you're a founder. What is the one common myth about your profession or field that you want to disapprove? Women can do the exact same thing as men. And we can probably do it better and more realistically. What do you love about working in the tech industry? Mm, I think that it's always changing and evolving, right? Like it's constantly developing and that just leads to better innovations and better solutions. So many more exciting ways of solving a problem. Oprah Winfrey said, I quote, Think like a queen. A queen is not afraid to fail. Failure is not a stepping stone to greatness. So Jasmine, what have by far been your biggest achievement in your career? It's got to be starting and growing Hormona to what it is today. Building what I think is an awesome company that is sustainable with huge growth opportunity, but that's also doing something good, like really trying to do something that can both be profitable as a business, but also help society as a whole. And combining those two things is what I'm what is the biggest factor that has helped you become successful in a success habits? Never, ever. Get. How do you measure your own performance at work? That's a tricky one. I think that comes back to before where you said, you know, what do people not really understand about your role? It's sometimes really hard to measure what I do. But, you know, we set KPIs and we measure them really regularly and work together as a team to really make sure we hit the bigger goals together. With success comes failure. What is the biggest failure in your career and what did you learn from it? 
So I think some of mine and my co-founders previous startups have been real learning curves. And I usually say that starting our own business was definitely a better school than going to university. You just come out of it with so many experiences and it makes you to better entrepreneurs, but there are so many lessons. And I think the only way you can learn them is doing them. And obviously you get to a certain point as well where I'm trying to share those lessons. And, you know, if I meet someone, I'm like, don't do that. We did not. Don't do that. It's not a good idea. And like listening to other people that have done the same thing that we don't have to reinvent the wheel. What is inspiring and motivating you the most in your role and career right now? I think the potential of Hormona, all the women we can help with our little but powerful team. Let us now jump into the influence of mentors, role models, champions, and sponsors. Role models can consciously or subconsciously be a powerful force in our lives. In addition, champions can stand up and advocate for us and open up the world of possibilities. Sponsors match emerging talent with leaders and influential employees who can help us move ahead in our careers. Jasmine, do you have a mentor, champion, or a sponsor today? Not a single one as such, but I feel like I'm inspired by people around me all the time. Who is the female, non-binary, or transgender role model you look up to in your field? There are so many really amazing, successful female founders that I look up to. Like I just said, I'm really inspired by people around me, my colleagues, my friends, peers, and just powerful, amazing women that do cool stuff every day. It doesn't have to be big. History shows that it has been more common for men having mentors, champions, and sponsors in business than women. So Jasmine, how important do you think is to have a mentor, champion, and sponsor during one's career? Yeah, because I don't have one. I'm probably not the best one to speak on it. However, I do think it's really, really important, especially if you're within a certain organization where you need someone to just kind of lead the way and pave way for you a little bit, you know, put in a good word for you, all of those things. So I think almost the bigger the organization, the more important it is. Let's move on to leadership. Adina Friedman, president and CEO of Nasdaq said, I quote, empowering those around you to be heard and valued makes a difference between a leader who simply instructs and one who inspires. And Shirley Sandberg, ex-CEO of Facebook, said, I quote, leadership is about making others better as a result of your presence and making sure that the impact lasts in your absence. Jasmine, what does leadership mean to you? Leadership to me is pretty much like guiding the ship. So building a culture in which everyone takes ownership and responsibility for their own work. I don't want to micromanage anyone. Like that does not suit my personality. I want to build a team, you know, of individuals that share my passion and my work ethics. And together we will make this whatever thing it is happen. What do you consider a good versus a bad leader? So a good leader to me is someone that's motivating and inspiring people. So I guess a leader is someone that's fall short of actively motivating someone or, you know, struggling to get people together. Because I think together you're stronger. And I think a good leader brings everyone together and like gets everyone rallied up around a certain goal. Who is your favorite female, non-binary or transgender tech leader and why? Again, I think there are so many different people. It's hard to single out a certain person. I just think I'm inspired by people in general who are not afraid to stand out, to create change or to make a difference. How would you describe yourself as a leader? A little bit like my personality. I think I'm very positive. There's nothing that's ever like too hard. We're always going to make it. I'm also very solution driven. There is always a solution to everything. And then it's important to me that my team feels that I'm approachable, like that I'm in this together with them. And as a leader, what values are the most important to you? Positivity, 
fearlessness and openness. Again, I want people around me to feel like we can overcome anything. What leadership lessons have you learned that have formed you into the leader you are today? So here I probably come back to my years as a horse girl. Handling 600 kilos when you're about, you know, I don't know, a meter tall yourself requires you to be fearless and it teaches you to be persuasive and, you know, stubborn and all those other things. And I think that's kind of shaped me into the leader I am today. Amazing. Let us now jump into the hottest topic in business today, workplace culture, unlocking the power of diversity, equity, inclusion and belonging. Jasmine, what does DEIB mean to you personally? It's something that's so important. I think any company today that doesn't focus on this is doing themselves a huge disfavor because through diversity, we bring better solutions, more creative thinking and, you know, just a better product overall. So it's something that's always been very important to us and something we're actively looking at. At the end of the day, talent's going to speak for itself. But if you've got two equally skilled candidates, then in my mind, we want to bring in as much diversity as we can. What do you consider being three to five signs of good company culture if you were to join a company? For me, a good company culture is an open company culture, like in the sense that we should all be very open to each other. It should feel safe. It's got to be non-toxic. Like that for me is a huge thing. And that everyone feels welcomed and accepted. And as a woman, what has been the most significant barrier in your career and how have you overcome these challenges? I think the most significant barrier is probably just being a woman, but also having grown up and not looked at that as, as a particular issue, I don't think I've really felt that it's a barrier. It's a bit more of like a drive that I'm going to prove people I can do this just as good as anybody else. Why do you think it is important for more women, non-binary and transgenders to join the tech industry today? To create a place where everyone feels welcome, accepted and heard whatever you do it's going to be a safe space no matter what who you are how you want to identify yourself and I think sometimes the tech world is a bit bro-ish <laughs> might be a bit hard for us it's very different I would say that 80% of our team is female and we started during COVID so we're based all over the world so it's you know very diverse but in most cases unfortunately tech gets very male dominated quickly do you and how do you speak with your colleagues and community about the DIB challenges, for example, salary gaps and promotions? I probably don't talk that much to my colleagues just because I'm one of the bosses, <laughs> but I talk a lot to my peers about it. And for us internally, it's very important to ensure that we are in equal workplace. There are many public and internal discussion about the barriers women, non-binary and transgenders face from reaching higher position in the tech industry. How do you feel it has affected and is affecting you? And what is your advice on how to best unblock these roadblocks? I've never personally felt limited by my gender. And as a founder, I constantly try and promote the women internally. And if we can do that, if we can lead by example, you know, hopefully other startups will follow. And I believe that it's a startup, you know, we're the future of the world. So, you know, hopefully that will feed into to the mass as well. Today, tech companies spend a lot of marketing money to attract women, non-binary and transgenders. However, at the same time, they're finding it hard to retain them. Articles show that women are leaving the tech industry. What is your best advice or strategies for how companies can work to build a stronger corporate culture that engages gender diversity and equity? So in our case, obviously working in women's health, we understand how women's bodies work, you know, how our 
cycles impact our productivity and all of those things. So we've really created a workplace that capitalizes on women's strengths, but also, you know, gives them room to do their best work when that works. And I think by creating a space where it's okay to maybe not produce the same output every single day but like over a month you will then you create a workplace that women wants to stay in so you're listening to them what would you say are the few challenges of implementing a deib culture in a workplace today i am sure there are many we haven't really seen too many of them so i i don't know if i can say there's a specific thing really Why and how do you think companies would benefit from having not just women, non-binary and transgender leaders, but actually higher gender representation at C-suite level and boardrooms with actual mandate? Because I feel diversity feeds creativity and innovative solutions just across the board. So why would we not? Why wouldn't any company want that? How much do you think the tech industry has changed regarding this subject since you joined? Good question. I feel like society as a whole has changed over the last probably 10, even just like the last five years. I think it it just keeps happening. So I think the industry has had to change with it. Maybe it's a little bit slower, but we're getting there. Looking back on your career, what one thing would you have changed in your working environment to break the bias? Hmm, that's a hard one. So I probably haven't worked in any of the big companies where I could make them feel different. Looking forward, what will you do as a leader to improve the bias for the next generation of women, non-binary and transgenders in tech? I want to keep encouraging women and girls around me to believe that they can achieve anything and do whatever they want. And I also want to part in making the world in general a more equal playing field. Let us move on to another hot topic in business today, which is work-life balance and mental health. Jasmine, you have without a doubt a busy lifestyle. How do you take care of yourself to maintain a good mental health? So the gym is definitely my saving grace. Um, That's where I get to switch off and focus on nothing else but myself for a little bit. And that's extra hard when you're traveling. (laughs) So I'm actually looking forward to come back to London for a couple of weeks, get into a routine again. But I also have to say I have an amazing support system in my family, my partner, my friends who kind of look after my mental health, making sure that it's not just all focused on business 24-7. Have you ever experienced a burnout? Thankfully not. On what? I won't anytime soon either. What is your advice on how companies can create a more mentally healthy workplace in a new now? A lot of it comes down to creating that safe space uh, where your employees feel that it's okay to raise issues if they have any and, you know, talk to me about their feeling. What can we do? How can we work around certain things, make their situation easier or better? And again, I really feel a toxic environment feeds into our mental health massively. So creating an environment that's positive, non-toxic, I think is key. What motivates you every day to get out of bed? This is probably the easiest. I just feel like the incredibly important and fun work we do. I love my job. And so the difference we make in women's life every day makes me jump out of bed. Now, let us wrap up with a few words of wisdom and a piece of advice for listeners. Jasmine, what is the best piece of advice you've been given that has helped you during setbacks in your role and career? Listen to your gut. So to develop on that, I would say if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. There is no in between. And it's easier said than done because you usually try and fit something into a hell yes when it's like kind of hell yeah. But when you do it right, when you listen to it, when you listen to your gut and you go for the hell yes, it really saves you so much time and money. Can't even begin to say how much it's worth doing that. 
And then what is the worst advice you've ever been given and how did you tackle that? I'm sure I've been given a lot of terrible advice, but I think I probably just ignored it. Is there something you wish you would have known or a skill you wish you had when starting out in the tech industry? I wish I could code. That'd be very helpful. If you had the ability to go back in time to when you were just at the beginning of your career, what advice would you give to your younger self? I would say to learn how to fail fast and not be scared for fail, like a failure. Failure is the only way to learn. And then maybe at the end of the day, I would have just been like, you got this. Just trust yourself. Just go, just go and do it. What advice would you give to young girls, women, non-binary and transgenders who want and trying to break into STEM fields today, especially wanting to become next generation leaders? Probably similar to us, what I would give myself, so trust yourself, but also find something that you're really, really passionate about. Because if you do, like work doesn't feel like work, right? I love what we're doing so much and every day is so exciting. And if you find that thing that you're really passionate about, it's just, just so much more fun when you do. Last but not least, Jasmine, what is next for you in your role and career in tech? What are your career aspirations? So I obviously want to grow Hormona, ideally into a unicorn, but keep improving women's lives all over the world. I want us to help bridge the gender data gap that exists in medical research and really just create a better world for women everywhere. Thank you so much, Jasmine, for being a guest on the Queens of Tech podcast. Sharing your journey will, without a doubt, inspire change and reshape company culture with the next generation of women, non-binary and transgender leaders in tech. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you have worked in the tech industry a minimum three years and would like to share your journey, please nominate yourself or somebody you know to i at jasminemoradi.com. For more podcast episodes and to learn more about the Queens of Tech initiative and to support us, visit queensof.com.